Deep within a bleak and dismal era, hidden within the murky internet, lies the headquarters of the most sinister peaks of all time, a legion on Zoom. What's up, everybody? And this is episode four of the Legion on Zoom podcast. I love that you always take a little second like you forget the name of the show. That is because I legit have a stutter, which I will let everyone know. And that's because I am extremely nervous. And not just that, we also flip-flopped on the of and the on, because apparently there's a, the Legion, it was originally the Legion of Zoom, just for a better play on words, but apparently that's the name of like the Kansas City Chiefs wide receiving core. <laughs> we are not. Which we, we are definitely not. We are the exact opposite. We are not to be confused <laughs> with, <laughs> with the Kansas City Chiefs running court. And then also, I think to be fair, if everybody at this point, hopefully they've heard the Origins episode, right? Because also, to be fair, we were called the Hobby Shop first, and then yeah. Legion of Zoom, and then Legion on Zoom, and then, then that's basically it. And then this guy's shy, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. Now the L-O-Z. Yeah, exactly. L-O-Z. So, welcome to episode four of the Legion on Zoom podcast. Over time, I'll get better at this, so just keep it, you know, just keep it rolling. So, in the news, there's some crazy shit going on. As one of our favorite subjects keeps on evolving and growing, the Snyder Cut, there's now been reports that Mr. Cyborg himself, what's his name again? Um, Ray Fisher, I believe. Right. Yeah. Right. Ray Fisher has come out saying that the hitman himself, Joss Whedon, has had some not-so-nice things said on campus of the racial variety. I'm treading on eggshells here. (laughs) (laughs) On campus? (laughs) So, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So, like, on set... During, you know, like the Justice League assassination, a.k.a. slaughter, a.k.a. massacre, a.k.a. AKA hit job. Yeah, a.k.a. hit job. Hashtag um, hit job. Hashtag his job. Um, Joss Whedon was supposedly like a little sexist, uh, you know, like the crew and even like a little racist, allegedly toward Ray Fisher himself. I love, and- I love... I love how you how you <laughs> clarify it. You, how, you qua- how you qualify it with a little sexist, a little racist, <laughs> <laughs> just the right amount. <laughs> Let's not get crazy, hey. guys. It's just a little. Yeah, and we I shouldn't was, blow it out of proportion. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think he was necessarily racist, right? I just want to put for, on the record I that mean, I don't think you, Mr. Joss Whedon. I think you're wonderful. I loved Buffy and the Avengers and all that shit. So. I said allegedly. I mean, this is just what's being said by Riff Fisher on like the Twitter webs. Right. I, and I, I'm glad, I'm really glad you bring this up. I'm really glad we're here to talk about this and what I do like about it because it gives us some kind of continuity because I think this connects it very well to episode one into your guys' outlandish theory of a hit job, but which to be in all honesty, by the end of that episode, I was kind of on board with it. And I do think, with this recent events uh, of, of Fisher coming out and all of a sudden like talking shit, like straight up saying he shared a video, right? A video from Comic-Con from, I don't remember what year it was, like from the year that Justice League came out, no? Was going to come out. And he like straight up said like, you know, Zach couldn't have picked the best person. You know, I have complete trust and confidence in Josh and 
Like he's saying nothing but positive praising things. And then he straight up shared his own video and said, I take back everything I said here. Like, whoa, that's, that's unprecedented. That's some strong words. Rod, I'd like to yes, hear your thoughts. And, and, and just to uh, quote some of Ray Fisher's tweet in question, uh, Joss Whedon's onset treatment of the cast and crew of Justice League was gross. So I'm assuming like Harvey Weinstein, like Gal Gadot, whatever. Abusive. This is where Chess is probably getting the racism from. Again, I don't, I'm not saying that Joss Whedon is racist. And unprofessional and Allegedly. completely unacceptable. He has enabled, okay, this is my, of the whole tweet. This is the part that really got me interested in talking about this. Oh, he was enabled in many ways by Jeff Johns. Right. Who we all know and love for his treatment of the DC character. Exactly. This is the rebirth of racism. And some guy called John Berg, who is probably important. Anyways, that was the tweet. So, guys. Damn, exactly. Because then, exactly, you're right. Because that... That last point definitely adds a level of basically describing that it's some sort of almost systemic issue, right? It's a systemic racism. We don't know. But it's a systemic issue where the powers that be, Jeff Johns and this other guy, enabled him to do that. Oh, my God. I'm Honestly, I would love to hear um, what other cast members have to say. And around that same lines, actually, I do think I heard... This, around this same time too, I heard like there was this post or something of that Gal Gadot, apparently there was a scene in, in the reshoots no, that they took where there's one of the scenes you guys remember when Flash falls on top of Wonder Woman and like it's like all like, oh, look at me. I'm like awkwardly on top of you. Ha ha ha. And like, you know, in, in, and he was like pushed aside. Like Gal Gadot apparently like refused or something. I saw this, you know, I'll try to, if we can find it online right now, the quote. But like apparently Gal Gadot was like against that scene because they're like, there's no point to that because it's also like a slightly sexist joke. Like, oh, look, a man on top of a woman. That's funny. Yeah. Oh. Wonder Woman is way better than that. I got, yo, big ups to Gal Gadot for not shooting that scene. I mean, this, the Whedon cut is rife with problems from the top down. I mean, I'm a Jeff Johns lover, but... It was a hit job. I, apparently, Jeff Johns <laughs> was also involved in the need to, you know, reshoot uh, Zach's work. Apparently, I, I, maybe he had pressure from the other powers that be at Warner Brothers. He's really just the messenger, because um, you know, when it comes to uh, creative forces at DC Comics, you don't really get much higher than Jeff Johns. Uh, so yeah, hey, Ray Fisher calling him out too. I think people are not. Maybe it's less news because of Joss Whedon is more like in your face. You know, he made the Avengers, all that stuff. But that's big too. You know, especially Jeff Johns. He he actually when he wrote the New Fifty Two version of you know uh, the Apocalypse War, he made Cyborg a Justice League member and Word. integral exactly. to the plot of Apocalypse by making him powered by Mother Box technology. Right. So it's weird. And, and you know, initially in. I mean, this is all rumors, but in Zack Snyder's version of the film, Cyborg is like the heart, the epicenter of the, of the team, essentially. Uh, so to hear that Jeff Johns was complicit in just taking out all of Ray, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Maybe removing Cyborg scenes. I'm sure that tweet was in part because they removed a big chunk of Cyborg's story. Yes, apparently a big chunk of the background between him and his dad, like an integral, like an, and another piece actually that I read about it that kind of, that along those lines that's surprising is that apparently Ray Fisher was saying 
that Zack Snyder was very uh, uh, inviting and like inclusive in the creative process and wanted to get their feedback on, you know, what do you think is right for your character and those kinds of things, which, which I will say as much as I don't like Zack Snyder's work, that's awesome. I think I do like that. I, I do like that because that shows that he trusts, you know, his actors, right? And he's giving him his material, but then also allowing them, all right, let's do this together. And that apparently they didn't get that at all with, with Josh Whedon, no? that he was, you know, very, like how you said, like abusive and whatnot. And, and then to remove all these work that he had, uh, scenes that Ray had taken, like, wow. And to add, this is coming off the heels of Olivia Munn calling out Brian Singer for his uh, onset behavior during uh, X-Men Apocalypse. And that was definitely the weakest of, you know, Brian Singer's films. Yes. And I think people, because of the social climate and COVID and, and chaos, people are just getting bold and, and, you know, it's a time to speak out about stuff. So that's kind of cool. Totally. I mean, I think the issue is actually kind of um, layered in a way. Because if you think about it, all right. Wait, wait. <laughs> no, wait, wait. I'm sorry. We have to point out that as, as people, I'm sure people heard in the Origins episode, we're all, we're, we're obviously on Zoom and we're recording. We're all, we're, we're like Rod's in Washington Heights and, and Chess and I were in the Bronx. And, and what you can hear right now as Chess speaks, that is 100% authentic, the Bronx. Hell it's, yeah. God bless the Bronx. There are people outside just blasting music and it's hard it's hard to take you seriously about talking about the racist <laughs> issues with the music if anything it empowers my conviction. exactly i need your two cents <laughs> it's the music of the oppressed <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway um right, so it's weird. So like it can go either way if you think about it. So it's either it's either Joss Whedon got rid of all the cyborg scenes because he's racist or he just didn't believe in the character and the storyline, which as per the canon kind of makes no sense because he's integral to like the whole like new god technology and like all the you know, like in like, or like the mother boxes and shit. And that's why, even though he doesn't care, he still removed it. And Fisher is upset at him. And maybe he's falsely accusing him of racism because he destroyed his big break. For the record, though, I don't think <laughs> Ray Fisher ever. I think those are the fireworks coming off of my end. Now. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I don't. I mean, we're, we're, we're seeing racism, but I don't think that's. I mean, well, the first Avengers movie didn't have any. Oh yeah, uh, there was Nick Fury. Our Anyways, no, but it's, it's, that's, <laughs> that's a good point, exactly. Because I think the key thing, yeah, right. He didn't outright say it was racist his behavior, right? He said it was abusive and, and all this kind of stuff, right? So, but obviously, it's all on our mind, right? It's all on our mind because every because the climate, yeah. right? Everything that's going on, right? Everything that happened with George Floyd and all the movement, the Black Lives Matter movement that feeling people that are feeling people are feeling empowered people who are usually not empowered people who are oppressed are coming out speaking out and to have ray fisher come out now you know well it's been what exactly. two, two years later like, yeah. why, didn't he, why didn't he see that before yeah exactly you know I mean? so he felt empowered and i don't know so i would also love to know like he didn't speak about the other people, but like, is he was he was he oppressive of everybody else too? You know, was he was he overall just a shit to work with with everyone? 
or was it targeted? You know, like I would love to hear other people's words. Uh, I will say though, right, that also during this time too, isn't this when also Ben Affleck uh, had a, como si se, a, a relapse, no, in, 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 in terms of his alcoholism and, and he went into, into rehab afterwards. Could it have been caused by Joss Whedon's abusive <laughs> way? We don't maybe, know. Maybe the way they tore down that Batman from BVS Ultimate Edition, like they just tore that Batman down. He became a spoof. He, I don't know if he invoked, all respect to the campiness of the Adam West era, but I don't know if he was invoking that. It seemed like it. Wait, so let me get this straight. As for Miguel, Joss Whedon was so abusive on set so abusive drove ben affleck to relapse into a tailspin of alcohol shit yeah that's 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 what i think probably happened as i don't know and didn't his marriage go down the toilet after that and so so in in other words joss whedon coming in Okay, another thing. This makes Zack Snyder even more of a hero in my eyes. Because he's going to come in and right these wrongs. He's the director that this era needs. He, <laughs> I remember watching the original theatrical uh, trailer for Justice League and seeing like a lot of like Vic Stone scenes. Like, really cool shots. And then when I go see the film, first of all, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, but seeing all that taken away and missing. You know, you know what I want to know? I want to know who's the the proverbial like Dr. Manhattan behind the butt here. Oh. I want to know who's the person that was responsible for pumping like what was it? What is it now? What like three hundred million dollars? Something? Did you like? I mean, how much is it now that they're pumping into it? Yeah, like, like three hundred. Yeah, thirty, thirty million. Thirty million. Thirty million. Okay, three hundred billion dollars. <laughs> Yo, so yeah. Oh my god. So they're pumping in. Three hundred trillion dollars into this production, right? Yeah, give or all take. Right. <laughs> give or take a few billion. No, okay, all right. So, who was the person that convinced the people of HBO? I mean, I don't know if it's owned also like by Warner or not. It might be. I don't know. But um, who was the person that convinced the like somebody? Hey, let's revise that whole movie and drop in 30 million and maybe continue from there like who pulled those strings yeah we kind of covered it a little bit i think in the first episode uh, it was right the uh, first Zack snyder held a watch party for his loyal fan you know he had the um batman versus superman has a very loyal fan base i think that got people talking right and then you know a few weeks later he has his his man of steel i, I think maybe he wanted to generate some buzz and then, you know, he had that meeting and Jim Lee was in the room uh, as per like reports I've seen. But Jeff Johns wasn't there, which makes me think like if Jeff Johns and Zack Snyder got beef, because oh. I feel like Jeff Johns, may, from what I'm getting, like from whatever reports we get, and I know the press manipulates the information so that it's all, you know, scandalous and shit. Know about that. But it, se- it seemed it seemed like like Jeff Johns wasn't with it, you know? So, you think it was Snyder that actually is responsible behind all this? And, and, the, and the fan base, yeah. He he got, like, you know, he got the watch party, got people talking. Damn, that's crazy. Jason Momoa, J- Jason Momoa on uh, whatever, Instagram, whatever, Twitter, posting that, released the fucking Snyder cut. 
Yeah. You know, like, Reese the fuck is not a good man. And he's like, Reese the snack cup, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. No, I agree. I do think the fan base, definitely Snyder pushing for it. Because Snyder's been pushing for it since, like, it happened. Like, since, like, day one. And then I think the fan base, I do think, uh, helped for sure. And then exactly. But I do think there has to be some other kind of force there. And that's a good point, Rod, about Jeff Johns. Like, if we're speculating, obviously, these are not, not facts. These are just speculations. But I do think if there was a reason for a beef, I think it makes sense, no? Because... Knowing, for example, we know, we love Jeff Johns. Like, Jeff Johns, he, thanks to you, Rod, and Jeff Johns, you guys got me into DC. I became a DC fan because of this. Like, reading his Rebirth, a Green, a Green Lantern, you know, the, the, the old school Rebirth. Not, obviously, the Rebirth event that happened a couple years ago. Like, it's amazing. But Green Lantern Rebirth the, was so good. Right. Green Lantern Rebirth, and then the whole overall Rebirth theme that's going on now. The whole thing with Jeff Johns, I would say his theme is generally positive no it's positive somewhat light-hearted somewhat well it, it is pretty heavy themes as well i will not gonna de- deny that he does go into deep shit but it's light-hearted and and Zack snyder is like a dark type of theme you know it's always like gritty and like oh buh, superman i'm like stoic and serious as it and, should like, be as it should be <laughs> so i can see i can completely see them both creatively clashing with that you know and how about these like rumors of Ryan Reynolds? I don't know how if it's just internet fabricating shit, but you know that's a quick paycheck for Ryan Reynolds. Just pop in there, be the Green Lantern of that Justice League story, which they had a guy originally cast that nobody knows and nobody really cares about. I mean, the the issue there might be that whether or not the Green Lantern film, which was initially supposed to kick off a DC extended film universe, whether or not that becomes canon if that rumor pans out. But again, that could just be like some wild speculation from the internet. But I've been seeing it pop up here and there. I don't agree with that idea. Like, I'm sorry. As much as we all love Ryan Reynolds and everyone does love fucking... Everybody loves Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he's, he's loved everywhere. But not that movie. Yeah, exactly. But it's just that movie's just... It's almost like he's beyond reproach except for that movie. <laughs> it's like, nah, that shit is like, no. You do not get to be a Green Lantern anymore. You tried, back away, put it down. What we need is, we need fucking Tyrese John Stewart. Mm, yes. I, I think, I think that, but, but given, given Ryan Reynolds away, I don't know, the way he seems to be like, oh, like just makes, he loves to have fun. You know, I, I can see that he, he'd be down probably for like a quick, short cameo. You That'd know, cool. like, like no, nothing like really, nothing serious, nothing to really start off like the franchise of his Green Lantern movies again. I don't think so. I, I think he's, he'd be done. But I totally think he'd be done, down for like a fun, you know, whatever. Fucking Idris Elba. No, he would be a dope Jon Stewart. Yeah, he's made for that role. Huh? Or just fuck it. Let's go full woke. Idris Elba is Hal Jordan. Oh, well, why when you have a arguably <laughs> better character in John Stewart? I don't know. I, I've always liked John Stewart's I, story. I said full woke. <laughs> I guess. Well, then in that case, if I don't, then I don't think Idris Elba would be a good Hal Jordan. I don't know. I don't think of him as Hal Jordan. I, 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 I don't know because I think for Hal Jordan, 
I don't know. Like, I don't know. I would think actually more like like Michael. Um, what's his name? Michael Michael B. Jordan, you know, the guy who who did who was Killmonger. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I think as Hal Jordan. A, I think he'd be a good Hal Jordan. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because he has to be a little bit young, I feel, and like like that kind of reckless, like renegade dude, like I do what I want kind of thing. And yeah, and he could pretty much I don't know pull off anybody. Although I never yeah. saw the Fantastic Four. And don't where he's a don't you don't have to where he's the Human Torch. If anybody's listening right now, you haven't seen the fantastic Josh Trank's Fantastic Four. Don't watch it. No, no. Unless you're on a plane, that's how I watch it. I was on a flight. It was there. I had nothing else to do. I did it, and then I threw up. <laughs> now he regrets it. He's the yeah. he's the worst person for having done so. <laughs> All right. So how about this? Idris Elba as Hal Jordan, and then. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds as John Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> That's super woke. Yeah. Oh my god. Now I have Margot Robbie as the Green Lantern. As Alan Scott. A female oh. Alan Scott. Oh yeah. Alana oh. Scott. Facts. <laughs> Actually. Now that you bring that up, I think that that's a good moment to sweat, you know, move over to all right. So our new we're asking today, what's your reading? Right. So and then from what you because you mentioned that, what you know, what you're reading, what that came to my mind, because one of the things that I'm uh, no, stop, not, it's what <laughs> not you're reading, watching, right? what you're watching It's the watching. All right. We're because we're all working on this. This is, <laughs> this is the first time we're getting better at this. We all now. give up on reading. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't read kids. No, I'm lying. Uh, but if you're going to reread comic books, even though asterisk, if I'm not mistaken, Rod does have a thing against treating actual books unless <laughs> yep. there's pictures in them, which means they are comic books. No pictures, I'm not reading it. <laughs> like a true comic book. My time is precious. <laughs> it's a steadfast conviction. <laughs> All right, and so you were, so we were saying, so what are we watching right now? What are, so I, you mentioned that, so because one of the things that I started watching actually just this week, I started watching Star Girl. And I think, and because Ooh. you mentioned Alan Scott, they really start addressing JSA Ooh. quite a bit there. That's and that nice. got me thinking about that. So, because I was actually, I was a little bit, um, como se dice, uh, just not like, I was a little bit not, a little bit worried about watching, you know, Star Girl. I wasn't excited from the trailers. I was like, eh, I don't know. Like, it seemed a little, like, like CW, but with like more um, money for special effects. And after watching it, it yes, it's a CW show with with more money for special effects, but in a good way. <laughs> like I've liked it so far. Like I don't love it. I'm not like hooked. I think I watched the first two or three episodes, but but like I'm liking it. It's actually surprisingly entertaining. Like it's 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 kind of and I love the nods to the JSA that they're doing in that show. I think Rod, you've seen it, right? Yeah, and no, I completely agree. I think as a DC fan, there's a lot to love because of the Easter eggs. Because, you know, this universe, you've had Jay Garrick and Alan Scott and, you know, like uh, Wildcat, uh, Grant. Uh, anyway, so, but also it's a pretty good show as well. And the way I saw it originally is that I watched The Runaways on Hulu. Mm. And for anybody that read the comic book, The Runaways, it was a great story by... Um, Brian K. Vaughn. Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, great man. story. One of the yeah, best he's the writers. man. Yeah. Yep, for sure, for sure. Uh, you know, he wrote that. It was a great storyline. I watched the show. It was kind of like a cheesy drama. Kind of watched like a soap opera. 
Yeah. But I think this show, Stargirl, is taking that same recipe and executing it well. You know, DC and Marvel are always kind of competing for the same kind of basic storylines and and ideas and how to translate their comic books to film. And I think in this yeah. case, DC wins out on the whole secret teenage super team trying to take down this like parent-esque cabal. Like that's mm. that's definitely um they definitely pulled it off better than the runaways did. So it has that going for it. Yeah, because with the runaways, you bring it up because I love the book. I it's Brian K. Bond. It's an it's a great classic story. When I watched the show, I couldn't finish watching the show. I just completely lost interest of it. It, it was just not like it is not. It is weird. It's not that it was bad. I just didn't care. Like it was just indifferent. It was just like whatever. I think Stargirl. I'm a little bit more um, curious about it. Chaz, you've seen it? No, I haven't. So. Oddly enough, um, I have like an interesting outlook and I didn't watch um, Batwoman either, which is actually kind of interesting since I haven't seen either show. I don't want you to say like last time, not that I'm sexist, no. but <laughs> there, there's, there's a pattern we're seeing here, like <laughs> strong, strong female lead, not going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Chez, what's wrong with you? You're going to get canceled, Chez. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. We're going to start trending. Hashtag cancel Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go for it. Go. I want to, I want to see, follow this train. <laughs> Just come along for the ride, kids. Trust me. It's going to be fun. All right. So I didn't watch either show. So, but they're both from the CW. Now, strictly just um, trying to judge a book by its cover. I am going to watch Stargirl eventually. It like it look like it looks like something that was done with some like type of like sincerity and like admiration for the characters. It was a better casting, you know what I mean? It just seemed like better overall. Just for the trailer, just for the way like the character looks, you know what I mean? Like it just feels better than Batwoman. Yeah, you can definitely feel Jeff Johns's hand in that in that guy. Exactly. You know, like that's one of his creations, that that iteration of Stargirl. Apparently he based it off his younger sister. Um oh. and it has that more lighthearted feel. Yeah. yeah. And it isn't exactly a CW show, but because it runs on the DC Universe app. Ah. But it and I'm not sure it exists on the new combined universe that the uh, Infinite I, Crisis storyline, but I thought they're, they were going to have it on CW two, no? They're going to they're going to the air they're going to air the Swamp Thing and Star Girl shows, but whether or not they are part of the same universe, oh no no no, no that's I still up, so. yeah yeah still up in the air. No last point because remember, Star Girl already establishes a Jay Garrick, and we know that in the in the Flashverse is a whole Jay Garrick plot that was amazing in so many ways but yeah the beauty of the arrowverse though is that the arrowverse introduced us to the multiverse right of of the dc universe where in in it we, we saw everybody exists right like we saw ezra miller appear epically in the crisis on infinite yep. earth with flash you know so like grant you know there, like what's his name grant gustin right and 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 like ezra miller like oh my god that's amazing that was great they showed us titans right and everybody so it could just as well be Star Girls from another universe, you know, another, another, you know, yeah, universe. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I have a quick question. Um, you said that they were going to air Swamp Thing. How? Like, I thought that got canceled. They're going to air, what, like, the only season? Or... Yeah. 
Uh, just so, maybe get some viewers, maybe get some interest in the character, and, and hopefully bring it back. That'd be awesome if they bring it back. Oh, they yeah. yeah. Cause remember, you have Legends of Tomorrow, which is a good platform for like other. First one thing, hell yeah. Yo, they gotta no, they gotta do. Well, aren't they making a Justice League Dark? Yeah. Or something like that. Well, come on, like that Swamp Thing should go there too. But like, can't wait. Yo, they have to do season two of Swamp Thing. That show was good. I liked it. It was. It yeah. wasn't the best, but it was. It was good. I was fucking traumatized by that gory shit in the fucking hospital. Oh. Good lord. God, that, wait, the one when Swamp Thing is getting cut open, or? Oh yeah, like when they're like in like the bottom of like in like the morgue. Yeah, and like all the and like the zombified dude gets like the shrubbery comes out of him. I think like the roots. Oh, yeah, and the body just cracks open. I'm like, oh, oh my god! Yeah, 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 yeah. Some graphic yeah. shit. No, there's a lot of gory stuff in that and that show. Like just like and then kind of like unexpectedly, like it just happens. Like oh shit! The green. It's all about the green. All right, so so I'm watching Watchmen again, the HBO show. Only because, uh, how can you not love the Watchmen, the Watch Universe, the Watchverse? Like, you know, it, <laughs> that show added so many layers that um, Damon Lindelof, right? He's like the uh, executive or some something or other. That guy, he's, you know, he's famous for like Lost, that show. No, and he was everything. He was the, he was the writer too for the yeah, show. Yeah, like I think so. He was the director, producer. He was like, he's, ah, oh, he's. He's yeah, he, he really added to the mythos of Watchmen in a way that didn't at all trample on the original Alan Moore. Moore in a cabin in the woods. He probably, I don't know if he even knows that the show exists, but he should watch it. I don't think Dave Gibbons was heavily involved because, you know, right after the episode ends, they, it's like created by Dave Gibbons. They'll give you his name, but not Alan Moore's. But I think it's, you know, it's a wonderful show. It's very salient with the topics they discuss in it. Like I had no idea about the Tulsa Massacre prior to seeing that show and such a, a dark part of our history and that should be spoken about right now especially i think it's a great time to rewatch that show or watch it for the first time and you know what's a fun fact about that too so because i was reading about so right the tulsa massacres and he did a fantastic job at depicting it at, like and really bringing it a fucking and like making it a centerpiece of this universe of this story that he's telling and i was reading actually the other day an interview that i believe that he became either aware or more aware of the of the Tulsa uh, of the Tulsa riots, um, race riots uh, from uh, um, uh, Tahesi uh, Coates. Yes. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly because he wrote a piece I think on the Atlantic, an argument for reparations, where he uh, addressed a lot of the, the the Tulsa the Tulsa massacre. And and fun fact, Tahesi Coates is also now a well known comic book writer that writes mm -hmm. uh, Black Panther and Captain America. Great stories if you're all interested in reading. But yes. Okay, okay wait. You read The Atlantic? I'll read it. And yeah, well, I follow it on Instagram when, when, when they pop up with some good articles. Yeah. I didn't. I, I, it's fucking fancy. It is fancy. Holy shit. <laughs> That's right, guys. That's right. Holy crap. <laughs> anyway, but, but yeah, but Watchmen, man. It's, it's, damn, that show was amazing. And that's. The Sister Knight character, I'm in love with the Sister Knight character. As an, wait, and if I'm not mistaken, that's like an original creation for the See, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm in love with the, the car, the costume. Yes. It's not overstated. I love, um, what's her name? Um, Regina King. Regina King. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's like, 
She's like the new Angela Bassett, I think. Her arms are jacked. <laughs> she's more jacked. Yeah. She's more nah, jacked. Hey, hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. I don't bro, know, bro. I'm watching the show right now, and she is an amazing character. I'm going to need you to look at a picture of Angela Bassett. That chick is jacked. Like, when she was in her prime, I think it was, like, accepting Oscars or some shit like that. Like, like the trophy kind of looked like it was getting choked out. Because <laughs> oh, man. But, but it was, like, but, yeah, anyway. Yo, um, she as a whole is an amazing character. I love the freaking um, like the origin story for the dude with the foil on his head with the mask. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Damn, I the, forgot his name. The dude who detected racism. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yo, like I love, I love the character of um, Sister Knight. It was amazing, mind you. And like as much as people like to complain, like oh. Um, we should get like new original characters and this, that, and this third, and don't like just make a character like a different ethnicity. She's a welcome addition to like a new pantheon of original characters. Yes, like I hope, like I hope we get even more sister night. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think most of the characters there were like, unless they were an actual group of you know the Watchmen from like you know the the no, what was the name of the the, the Minutemen. The Minutemen. Um. Almost everybody was new. I think there was about what, like three, you know, Doctor Manhattan, uh, Ozymandias, uh, uh, Silk, Silk Spectre, and I think that's it. I think those were the only. Yeah, Owl was locked up. They, right. they referred to him, and obviously Rorschach got obliterated by Doctor Manhattan. Right, but his legacy lived on yeah, with those racists. <laughs> Yeah, we come full circle. Down in the KKK. <laughs> we came full circle. <laughs> exactly. So then you're saying Josh Whedon would be a Rorschach in this universe, right? Is that what you're saying? Chess. Chess. It's, 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 it's basically like they looked at the ink blot and they saw racism. That's who they are. <laughs> yeah, man. Fun fact about about the show too, though. Like I think you we were mentioning it earlier, Rod, about like how there's no credit to Alan Moore at the end. I don't know if you, I don't know if we mentioned, but like, yeah, because I remember reading actually. So because actually, so Damon Lindelof actually apparently reached out to Alan Moore and was like, "Look, this is what we're gonna do. I'd love to have your praise." Your, almost you said like you're just you know your your you know approval, your permission. Yeah. approval yeah you want to find them in the forest <laughs> exactly like an alan moore like classic alan moore apparently was like no <laughs> like he's oh, like yeah, no he did release a statement now that you remind me and then alan moore straight up asked them like please don't put my name on it you know so that's why when they even when they say watchmen created by it, it only says that Dave Givens because because Alan Morse was like, you know, I don't want none of this. I don't want to be a part of any of this shit. <laughs> like, that's like, all right, man. Like, I think it's intense. I don't get it, but I applaud his consistency. Uh, I was trying to find his quote, but it's a sea of, of internet information. I mean, but has there been like any kind of like iteration of his work that he's been for? Alan Moore, like, Oh, that's a very good question. I don't okay. think so. All right. All right, Rod. I got I got I got a good quote, but this is not about the show on HBO, but about about my, my man's Zack Snyder's version of the film. He said, not actually having seen the film, but just about the idea of somebody making a film about it. He said, uh, my main experiences in the past had been of the Hollywood variety, uh, which was on many levels repulsive to me. <laughs> So yeah, my main experiences in the past were with you know the ho the Hollywood variety are generally people that he finds quote unquote repulsive. So 
reminds me of the Ray Fisher tweet already. Just people oh. just are displeased. This is a time of this of displeasure in this country. And voicing the displeasure. That's a key thing. That's a key thing. Yes. Wait, wait. He said that the movie was repulsive. Well, that the Hollywood people, people of the Hollywood he, variety. He said that Zack Snyder was repulsive. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. And I, I don't know. I don't First know. of all, for the record, <laughs> fuck that. That movie's a fucking masterpiece. I don't know if I'd say masterpiece, no. but I like it. No, not at all. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as the comedian might be one of the greatest castings in all of cinema. Hey. I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree to that. That's good. That's actually on point. I like it's high it. praise. I had a chance. So what are you watching at the moment? Well, the other day, um, I actually watched Transformers Dark of the Moon. Oh, yeah. Um, for some reason, like uh, I forgot why, but I just really wanted to watch a Transformers movie. I had it in mind to talk about this with you guys. And, like, I was just blown away by how fucking awesome those movies were. Like, they hold up. Like, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of crazy shit, but holy fuck, those movies are epic. That's the one with Mark Wahlberg? No, no, no. That, that's the last one with Shia LaBeouf. I think that's number three. Dark, Dark of the Moon? Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't think I saw that one. I... Oh, dude. Fucking Optimus just goes ham. He opens the trailer in certain parts, just uses different kinds of weapons. You see, like, the prime that came before Optimus. It's a wild movie. It, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty epic. Josh Duvall is insanely handsome. <laughs> mm. Always. I think, but, like, for, for that, those movies, I wasn't, I, I love Transformers. I love Transformers. Those movies, I was okay with. I, I had fun with them. You know, I felt like I, I'd like to see a reboot, a proper reboot. Well, technically, oh, did you guys see the Bumblebee movie? I saw that. I, I liked that. I thought it was. I, I think it felt more um, true to the to the to the to the cartoon, to the cartoon, and then the subsequent comic books. It's on my watch list, but I've never gotten to watch it yet. Well, it's not that I've never gotten to. I literally just haven't gotten around to it. Is it is it canon? Is it canon with like the rest of the films? I, I, I don't but, think so. I, thought it, oh, I, I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was. Because it's like, it's the same Bumblebee. I was going to speculate that, that Chess probably hasn't watched it because the co-star, you know, basically it's Bumblebee and a strong female character. So I'm just, I just wanted to point that mm. out. Hashtag cancel Chess. <laughs> Who's a strong female character? I don't remember her name, but like it's the co-star wow. a, a girl. Oh, whoa, yeah, wow. yeah. I'm calling you. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's wow. a new person. Damn. You virtue signaling. <laughs> I'm going to edit the shit out of this <laughs> right now and just. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> a strong female lady was it? I don't know. <laughs> that was great. Actually, so it is a, a, a very good actress by the name of Haley Steinfeld. There you go. I don't know who the, I don't know who the fuck that is. Name, but, name another movie she was in in the next five what? seconds. What does that have to do with anything? I'm not. I, I don't follow her. I just. I just mean Bumblebee was a good movie with her in it. And and. All right, fine. <laughs> and, but for the record, for the record, I did say that I am going to watch Star Girl. God. Yes. Guys, uh, pause. I got to pee again. And all right, guys, we're back after that brief pee break. Rod had to drain the lizard. 
he can't hold it like a hydrated as yeah, fuck. Yeah, he can't hold it like a man on fucking July 4th. And in the spirit of which, which just actually reminds me, um, there's something that we should speak about. So as we all know, there's like a battle for the spirit of America. And it being Independence Day weekend, <laughs> the people need to discuss this. It's a discussion I think that would benefit everybody. Exactly. I pose to you this question, gentlemen. Let's get into it. And it's not the usual who's more epic. This is a bit more abstract because it gets down to the very essence of who we are as fucking Americans. Mm. Fuck yeah. What character is America? Oh, special edition who's more epic. I love this. Yeah, you got, there might even be some fireworks in the background for you guys just to really, you know, push that patriotic feeling. We're free. Asterisk. Those might also be gunshots, but yeah, this is yeah America. <laughs> That's the and beauty of it. It could be it could be the worst. So, I, I I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my hot take first because I got a hot take. Yeah. I know it's gonna make both of y'all go mm, when I say my response. Mm. So, there are the obvious choices. I don't want to beat around the bush too much, but you know you got your Steve Rogers, right? He 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 would jump on a grenade like Bruno Mars for this country. Damn. But I'm not going to approach that the question that way because I think that the the overall feeling in the country, like it has to be a guy because he's a man out of time. He's a patriot from you know before a lot of corporate corruption. He was you know. Anyways, to me, the character that is most America, America is. Is Homelander oh! from the boys? I got Homelander. Yeah. Never have I seen oh. America <laughs> embodied in a character. He he had like the Trump hairdo. His costume was extremely patriotic. He was just like a mindless drone, essentially. With with like it's like corporations pulling strings behind them. You know what I mean? Oh. I think, and not only that, he was you know what the whitest man in Hollywood. Possibly. Possibly. I got I, I got so. Homelander. I got Homelander. Oh and that's good. That was unexpected. I wasn't even thinking about that. That's that's dope. Damn word. Speaking of which, I think they're coming back for a season two. Yeah. September. Yeah. Can't yeah. wait. Watch that preview. People. Great show. Watch that preview. Great show. Oh damn, right. but Homelander, that is a good option. His and name. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I love it. Like I said, because that that resonates more with 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 the United States, with America right now, right? Like with 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 like in the true reality of how how things are, right? Because even Captain America, even the name Captain America, still feels more uh, uh, aspirational. Of, of like, it's too welcoming. Homelander no, is like, this is our fucking country, <laughs> yo. Yo, and with how season one ends, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't finished it, you know. So just good lord, you should by now. Ah, exactly. It's like with them also fabricating fucking wars, you know, and like giving the oh, what's that substance called? The 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 the, the, the gives them the power, the blue thing. Forgot. Compound B. Compound, Compound B. Exactly. Like Compound B. That they're giving it to uh, people in the Middle East and whatnot, yeah. and superpower terrorists like that's mad America. <laughs> Yo, <fuck laughs> <yeah. laughs> 
Damn. I gotta rewatch season one before season two drops. That's like in October or something. Definitely gotta rewatch season one. September. September September. comes out. Yeah. That was a good watch. That was a good watch. Gentlemen, opine. All right, Chaz. Chaz. I'm gonna go as my pick for the most American character. Frank Castle. Give me, I dare you guys to give me one reason why Frank Castle is not the spirit of America. War veteran, knows laws, fights crime, takes lives. <laughs> you know, and also to add to that, and he's also not just a war veteran, but he also really capsulates really well. War veteran, forgotten from the system, you know, like just fell through the cracks like where was the va helping him with his trauma the system he went to war to defend yeah like poor frank castle developed ptsd clear uh, post-traumatic stress disorder right from all the trauma he experienced abroad and at home watching his family get killed and, and he could have what, what's up with the va services nothing that's mad America, right there. That's that's damn. Frank Castle is my pick. Mm, I like and that like pick. If, like, like, if you think about it, even to sell Frank Castle for this pick is as America as fuck. Every person he kills, theoretically speaking, allows the world to become a better place. <laughs> that's just America thinking, right there. Damn, that's a good choice. That's that's another. He does represent. And also, like, with him, just, like, he does what he wants. Like, I don't know, like that. And, I mean, hey, it's not appropriate. He's become Iron Patriot at one point, right? Like, he got a suit, didn't he? He got, I think, the War Machine suit at one point in one of the comic books. But I I never read that book. But I know he had the War Machine, which is obviously – because I feel that's more American, too, for him to wear the Iron Patriot suit, which will confirm if he did or not. I don't think so. But, like – for him to wear the war machine suit, like that's the, because that's what America is. It's the war machine. Come on now. Yeah, he's a byproduct of the war machine, the military exactly. industrial complex mm-hmm, mm-hmm. created him. So if there's one character who might have been more birthed by America, even more so than Steve Rogers himself, even more so than Homelander, it's Frank Castle. Okay. Dang. <laughs> Damn. Thank, thank you for coming to my fucking chest talk. <laughs> Damn, I think that's a good... This is hard. This is really hard. I think I would need to like revi- revisit this several times to think about it. But I would think right now, in my mind, actually right now, uh, I'm going to talk it through with you guys. I think for me right now, in my mind, who's the most American, who, who encapsulates America, especially like America now too, it's I oh wait wait um I'm sorry wait and um a quick special mentions to um what's his name um Major Glory from like the Dexter's Laboratory Super Friends oh yeah oh. the ones that live in the apartment <laughs> that's a pretty American character <laughs> special mentions to Major Glory shout out okay, nice nice that's you <laughs> that's deep that's a good one um for me so I'm 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 debating between my mind in my head between Tony Stark, Iron Man, that is like capitalist, like number one. Like, I don't know who, who out there encapsulates capitalism the best as anybody. 
and and alcoholism <laughs> right he has a history of alcoholism he was a womanizer right but the, that's a the other person though that i'm thinking could be like for me it's kind of tied up with there is batman bruce wayne because Damn. i think because who else encapsulates america with like a rich white boy that suffered some trauma <laughs> suffered some trauma and then instead of using all his money to really make a difference in his community and his societies to, to for example why why is there a penguin right what what were the social forces that led to joker penguin mr freeze all of that kind of stuff scarecrow he doesn't give a fuck of the social determinants that led the history of uh, of issues in gotham city he's like fuck this I'm going to fuck people up. I'm going to fight crime. And, and the best thing, as a white man that he is, there's no repercussions to it, right? Like, he, like what? So he breaks the law, like, whatever, right? Like, he doesn't give a fuck. He, when, when has he gone to jail? No, never, right? He's friends. He's friends with Commissioner Gordon, right? The person in charge of, like, that's, like, white privilege at its best. Like, if Batman was black, Gordon would have shot him immediately the yeah. moment he saw him. Very true. Very like, true. And like the, the fact that he can just do all of these things and that, you know, you know, I love Batman. Of course, like I want to say, I love Batman. But I think about it in terms of reality, I feel like that's, that's very much America, you know? And that he's also like, and he's, and then also like, I guess, even going into what Grant Morrison's awesome run on Batman and then he became a corporate in a corporation. He had Batman Incorporated, right? And then he was like a company. And he had Batmans all over the world. Like that's America, right there. Mm. All right, I rest my case. I think I'm gonna go with Batman. That's that's very good. Well, and also by the way, on a quick side note, something that we've always always wanted to mention, but we always somehow forget. Even though in Gotham. It didn't create all those criminals. They have a great education system. <laughs> We've talked about this, yes. <laughs> yeah, because all those criminals are PhDs. Or a good chunk of them. Yeah. Brad and I actually were kind of talking about this shit earlier, and we've ha we've all had this conversation many times, but we always forget to bring it up. So, like, I literally just remember, just a quick side note. Even though it sucks in Gotham, there's something about that education system that it just produces a lot of doctors. Criminals. <laughs> Cold-blooded criminals. But, like, with degrees, though. Like, they went to grad <laughs> school. They went to med school. They did their stuff, you know? And they're, like, they're still, like, they're doctors for the most part. No, or they probably, at the most, they probably got a business degree. Some of them have an MBA, I'm sure. I'm sure Penguin got like a business degree because he's pretty yeah, good for with sure. his business. And they minored in crime. Yeah. Like Poison Ivy, come on, she is like a PhD, like I think in like in botany or some shit. Like botany that. or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, Harley Quinn is a psychologist, you know, like she went to grad school and all that. Like they're all, damn, like the education system is good. Yeah, season two just wrapped up of her show on the DC app and I love that show. Yes. Okay, well, yes. guys, all right, so we have to settle. So I went Frank Castle. You went Batman, oddly enough. That was a good one. And you went Homeland. Oh. Damn. That's damn. that's pretty interesting. I think since we since this one wasn't a match 
per se, right? Because like the who's more epic is classically one person against another. This was open. Yeah. I don't know. Do we have to all pick somebody or should we? Or how about let's do this? Let's rank order them. All right. So we all said Homelander, Batman, uh, and Frank Castle. I would say, Rod, who would you say is the most America out of, you know, in rank order out of those three? I, I still got Homelander at number one. And then I have Frank Castle at number two and then Bruce Wayne at number three. Because I think that to some degree, and you mentioned Tony Stark too, Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark work kind of outside the law. So it depends on how we're seeing America. Because when I think about America, I think about bureaucracy, Ooh, right? And, and I remember that scene in Iron Man 2 when they try to like, you know, uh, they try to procure his Iron Man suit because it's a weapon of mass destruction. And he's just there like giving the finger, like, this is my suit. I'm going to do what I want with it. I'm protecting this country. And versus... Frank Castle, who's like a byproduct of the system, he still loves it deep down, even though it's fucked him up. Got like mortar shells going off behind me. <laughs> the blood was all around me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my that's my ranking. Damn, this is a good ranking. I had Chez. I'm gonna say in the spirit of America, I'm not gonna rank them. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Because I dare say, you're free. <laughs> I dare say that America is all those characters combined. Oh. <laughs> Look at Superman. I'm surprised nobody said Superman, <laughs> even though he's not American. No, even no, more, more so, so, right? He's, he's the an, immigrant story. He's an immigrant, <laughs> yeah. exactly. The best immigrant. No, because what I love about Superman too, he's also uh, an undocumented immigrant. All right, too. Preach. Like, you know, and 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 no, he's an undocumented immigrant and an un- unaccompanied minor too. Come on, that, that, damn. But that's the thing about Superman, like him, like he's he's such a like an epic archetype that he's used like to represent earth not even america his original catchphrase was he stands for truth justice and the The american American way that's going back deep cuts i'm gonna i'm gonna add fireworks to that to like edit that moment yeah i mean that was also he, he was also created in an insanely racist and ignorant time just quick side note (laughs) <laughs> he was created in some wild time. No, but yeah, I like for some reason the way I've always seen Superman, he's always used like to represent Earth, not a specific country. Which reminds me, I gotta read Superman Red Sun. Oh, animated right. movies out. Too. Yeah, yeah. I just saw yeah, them. Like, I saw I saw that movie. So so all right, so then you chose to go very American and go, fuck this, I ain't ranking shit. <laughs> because we because we are all those characters. Right, 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 right. Like America is Frank Castle. America is Homelander. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think for me, my rankings, I'm actually have America is Batman. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm at for my rankings, I think I have to go. I'm gonna go with number one, actually, I'm gonna go with Homelander. I do think that was a very good option, Rod. Yeah, I think Homelander represents, especially now. America 2020, like, oh, like just the reality of everything and the history of it. Oh, perfect. And then for number two, I think I, I actually, it's, it's, it's a hard choice. I think I'm going to go with Batman for my number two. And, and number three would be Frank Castle. Because I do think they're both, you're right, because they're both, if I could combine them, they would be, I think, the ultimate. Because you're right, because like 
Frank Castle is a is a product of America, and Batman. Well, it's also a product, but the other end, right? Because yeah. Frank Castle's the product of people without any privilege and without well, like some privilege because he's a white male, so he has privilege. But like without the money, <laughs> without the stuff, it, it was blue collar. Exactly, exactly, right? He, he's he's, all, he's like middle America, right? Like he's he's that disenfranchised American, uh, white American uh, 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 aspect of the of the United States, whereas Batman is the fucking you know like you know elite. Uh, you know, uh, people. So he said he's like those. They're the two coins. But Homelander encompasses all of that. Like encompasses like the actual like bureaucracy and the the fucked up shit. Ah, oh. he kind of looked like Donald Trump a little. Like if they made Donald Trump into a superhero, you know, like fix his proportions and shit, he might look a little bit like Homelander. Yeah. I, I, so like to put things into perspective, Homelander. So like, <laughs> damn, you're so. Yo, yo, props yeah. to I, I, that was the original name, right? Yeah, yeah, in Garth the, Ennis, uh-huh. the Garth Ennis comic book. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that yeah. he is a great name. Great, you, you, you wonder if like comic book creators will ever run out of like cool names for the characters, and then you get a Homelander. So harken back to something I said like before we started recording like earlier in the day. So, so it boils down to this. Then I guess this is the conclusion we've come to for who is the spirit of America on Independence Day. Captain America is who we want to be as a country, but Homelander is who we are as a country. Oh, bravo, bravo, bravo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And once again, for all those people who don't know who Homelander is, watch The Boys. If you're too lazy to read the comic, at least watch the show. It is mind-blowing. You'll get what we're talking about, and then... Just watch it. You'll understand. Yeah, great yeah. characters. The Deep. What was it? Was the, uh, Black Noir? Yeah, that's one of the best names ever. Black Noir. I actually, A-train. I haven't read. Oh, A Train. Yeah, he's good. I haven't read the book actually. The Boys. I'd like to, uh, but I just like, there's a lot to read. But like so far, the show is good enough. I would like to read the book to, uh, to see how different it is. But like. What I love about it is that the, 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 the show is so good, right? So even if it's not at all the same as the book or anything like that, like it's, oh my God, everybody should be watching the show. It's so, so good. Homelander. Homelander. Land of the home. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but still, that was great. America. All right, folks. And thanks for joining us on this american as fuck episode america america fuck yeah fireworks and everything all right guys and thank you for joining the legion on zoom on episode four i'm chez i'm miguel and i'm rod see you guys later space Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Please subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Legion on Zoom.